0: Hello and welcome back here on Inside the Vault, episode number 22. I'm your host, Ryan Smith. I am brought to you on this podcast, brought to you by the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, and you can follow us on Twitter at KPPounding underscore FSSN. This podcast also powered by the Fans First Sports Network, which you can follow on Twitter at SN. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to Tobacco Road Sports Radio YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash tobacco radio. Well, here on Inside the Vault, my latest guest, he is a producer and host at 99.9 The Fam. He is also co-host of Panther's Playbook Podcast alongside WRL's Chris Lee, also a friend of the podcast as well. You heard him on a previous episode. Uh, follow him on Twitter at the fan rookie. Absolutely thrilled to have him on here. Dennis Cox here on Inside the Ball. Dennis, welcome, my man. How's it going?
1: Hey, doing all right. Appreciate you having me.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's so good to have you on. We wanted to have you on for a while, so finally we were able to get this uh, get you on and we'll get you going. So um, I asked everyone to start out. Um, we have one game left in the Panther season. Um, what... Just recap the season from your perspective, just like over a 4,000-foot view, kind of what has what been your thoughts on this season? I know you've said this a lot on the, uh, the Panthers Playbook podcast, but um, briefly, just your thoughts on this season as a whole.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, one word pops in the head is disappointing. Yeah. It's 100% disappointing because so many of the moves that they made for this year didn't work. Yeah, In the 2023 calendar year, you hired and fired your head coach. Yeah. In the same calendar year, he he lasted 11 games. That's disappointing. It's disappointing how this roster has been constructed by Scott Fitterer and then throw David Tepper's name into that too. And now you include Frank Reich because I'm sure Frank Reich had a lot of say. Yeah. We heard Scott Fitterer in the offseason say every single one of our position groups, other than one, is as good or better than 2022. Clearly, you, you did not do that very well in terms of evaluating your roster you clearly did a terrible job of that because this year's roster is nowhere near as good as the 2022 roster and the 2022 roster went seven and ten mm-hmm. and that, so my thing is it's like you you it's disappointing in so many ways shapes and form because at the end of 2022 those last 12 games with steve wilkes okay there was an identity with the team there's an identity with the franchise there was some hope it's like hey you know what Couple key, like a couple pieces, like if you get a good quarterback and, you know, get some other good pieces in a terrible division, you can make the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, and you could do that. There was a hope of that. And it was completely erased this past season. So it disappointing from top to bottom.
0: Yeah. Um, and so we'll get into a lot of the topics that we've uh, kind of seen lately with the team. Um, I was going to recap the last game, which it doesn't seem kind of meaningful at this point. Uh, we were shut out first time since 2002 to yeah. a backup quarterback, 26, nothing uh, over uh, with the Jaguars and CJ Bethard uh, who didn't throw for a touchdown. Uh, it was Travis Etienne who scored twice, but yeah. you know, regardless um, you know, so not much to say, but two and 14 now uh, on the season. And uh, then we have Baker Mayfield in the red hot bucks uh, this coming up Sunday in Charlotte for the season finale. And, uh, the Bucks' playoff hopes are on the line
1: that yeah, they are. And one team has something to play for uh, in yeah. terms of Carolina. It's almost like, can we just get through this thing? Yep. I mean, I, there, there might be some guys, I don't know what, what, what Chris Tabor, the interim uh, head coach wants to do in terms of personnel, but there are some guys that are kind of battling that have been battling through injuries and stuff this season that are kind of like, you know what, just go ahead and sit this final game. I don't know. There's a lot that he can do regarding roster. Like, for example, we've seen Jonathan Mingo got put on IR mm-hmm. you know, with the foot injury. All right, Terrace Marshall Jr., you haven't played in however many weeks. Six games in the, the doghouse. Right yeah, it's been a while. Do you actually dress him? Yes. And Michael Strawn, Michael <laughs> who I like to call practice squad Mike. Uh, does practice squad Mike, does he actually get to play this upcoming game? I don't know. There There, there could be some guys that you throw in there just to see how they react. But Tip Bay has everything to gain in this one and Carolina. Cool. You can, you're still the number one overall pick that you're sending to Chicago. It doesn't matter. The result of this game doesn't matter
0: for Carolina. No. Um, But you know, as they say in the season, on a good note, Uh, technically 2024 is not 2023 now. So let's here's Can we build some momentum going into next year?
1: No, because here's the thing: the result yeah. of this game doesn't matter regarding momentum because you're gonna have a new head coach, you're gonna have a bunch of different personnel, you might have a new general manager, and when April rolls rolls around, I mean, I'll I'll coach. I mean, I'll, I'll quote um, the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, Mike Vrabel, on this one. He said he's like, because they're they're five and they're five and eleven right now. Like the, right. the result of this game doesn't matter for them. He's like, I want to win because I want to win. The result of this game, no one's gonna remember it come April. Sure. Like no. no one's gonna remember. So yeah, if you win this game, great, awesome. If you lose this game, whatever,
0: whatever.
1: I, it, yeah. So yeah, there's there's no like, hey, we got something. You know, it's it's not like, hey, we won our bowl game and we, and we finished with eight wins this exactly. season. Exactly, exactly. Like, it's it's not that because again, you're looking at a completely different coach, probably new guys in the front office, the whole deal. And so hey, yeah, a win this weekend doesn't doesn't give you any momentum going into the off season.
0: Yeah. Um, so then really quick, who do you want to see kind of ball out in this final game? Uh, you know, Derek Brown one more time, perhaps Bryce getting uh, uh, some 300 yards, passing three touchdowns. What do you want to see in this final game?
1: I mean, obviously you want, you want to see Bryce play well, right? Because I mean that's to me, this whole season was built on. Did you develop Bryce Young properly? Yeah, that's it. It's all about the to me if you if you missed the playoffs, but if Bryce was playing well and you were competitive in games, it's like okay, you're building towards something. Right. i have really seen that a whole lot this season for a multitude of reasons, which yeah, anyway, which has been talked about ad nauseum. But yep. I, yeah, obviously, you nonsense. want yeah. you want to see Derrick Brown break the single season or set the single season record for for tackles for an interior defensive lineman in a season. Yeah, yeah. Like you want to see him break that because that'd be awesome. Because awesome. good for him. And then, certainly, I want to see Brian Burns have a strong game. I want to see Derek Brown, obviously, like I said. I want to see Bryce Young have that big game. Yeah, I, that's something I want to see. I still, want, I want to see Chuba Hubbard get 100-plus yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, you want to see these guys ball out. But, yeah, I think, honestly, the, the those two names you want to see are Derek Brown and Bryce.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's get into it a little bit here for 2024 offseason because that's really all we – are going to be discussing here shortly. Cause you know, the season hasn't had anything to write home about. So um, I'm just going to kind of give you the floor. Um, no. And then we'll, uh, we'll kind of see, and I I'll chime in with mine occasionally um, players to resign and players to walk. So obviously we don't have to go through the entire roster, but you know, mm-hmm. name few that you would like to see resigned few that you think let's just go ahead and walking papers, get out of there. Um, we we, we we know about Brian Burns. Um, no. I've asked that on my podcast. Do you think – so I'll start with Brian Burns. Do you think uh, he will be assigned to an extension this offseason, number one? Number two, will it be the franchise tag? We'll start there.
1: I think leaning towards the latter. Okay. I think leaning towards the franchise tag because this all – the previous off season, actually, the previous two offseasons, you got a chance to sign him, and you didn't. You had this entire season to do it. You didn't get the deal done. Yeah. So my guess is that you're destined for a franchise tag with him. Now, when you do the franchise tag, there still is a window where you can sign him to an extension sure. during the off season, uh, but he's going to be back in a Panthers uniform in some way this, this upcoming season. But my guess is he's destined for a franchise tag uh, is Brian Burns, because if you don't and you let that guy walk, the fact that you, for multiple seasons, back-to-back year, turned down multiple draft picks, including uh, reportedly two first rounders, and you let that dude walk like i'm sorry you in the front office should never work in the nfl ever again because you said no this guy's too good for us to have him just walk away for multiple first round picks and then if you don't sign him then you literally have nothing so yeah he he's going to get a franchise tag this offseason for sure 100
0: um let's talk about a few other guys and feel free to mention some guys i may not you know name you know Derek Brown long-term extension that needs to be discussed Frankie Louvu, his prices uh going up um you know JC Horn obviously I don't think they're going to pick up the fifth year option you can't at this point due to his injury history but obviously you want to see him ball out all of next season those are at least Mm -hmm. some of the guys that come to mind from a re-signing standpoint
1: yeah Derek Brown he still has the fifth year option that the that Carolina exercise. So he's still under contract for another year. Then maybe if you don't get a deal, worked out with him after next year, you can do a a franchise tag with him, but he's the guy that you need to sign because the price tag is only going up uh, further and further. Frankie Lou, who is a guy I would like to see in in a Panther uniform for the next three or four years Mm -hmm. because of the versatility that he brings and he's 27 years old and because of that versatility i guarantee there are about 31 other teams in the nfl that would love to have him and what he offers um a jc yeah. horn i i don't see them picking up the fifth year option on him either because like you mentioned the injury history it's just it stinks that this guy cannot stay healthy because he's that darn good like he's yeah. that darn talented he's
0: really good yeah
1: and he and that's that's the frustrating thing is that if if this guy was like a third round pick he probably wouldn't be on the team anymore you know, like that's, he, he might not be, but because he's that good and he's that talented, if he, if he shows in 2024, you know, within the final year of his rookie deal, if they don't pick up the fifth year option that he can stay healthy for a full season, then you can sign him to a big time extension. Otherwise it's risky business. It yeah. really is risky business. Or if he's super healthy during the season and you can get a trade value for him, then you maybe look to do that. But, I don't know. He's, he's that good. Uh, he's, he's eighth overall pick for a reason. He just can't stay on the field. And even this past Sunday, he was dressed for the game. Like he was active, but didn't play a snap because he was still dealing with an injury. They just decided not to play him. We saw yeah. Shaq Griffin play a bunch in, yep. in his spot. So it's like, wait a second, this guy's actually healthy and dressing. You didn't even play him. Yeah. Find that interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's one of those things. I think I, I think I saw Griffin say after the game. He basically told the coaching staff he didn't want to put himself out there before he was 100 percent healed and he didn't want to re-injure himself. But you know, for what it's worth, I mean, he, I mean,
1: that's fair. He's got to yeah. protect him in a, in, a, in a game where there's nothing at at stake. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't blame him with his injury history. I don't blame. I don't blame. him. I don't
0: blame yeah. him. yeah. Um. Any other players um, that you want to see re-signed? And uh, we'll get to the walking papers here. Uh, Uh,
1: I actually did – I did a – when I was filling in for the Adam Gold show, I actually did a segment on this. And uh, Chris Lee actually did this on Panthers Playbook, where we did currently on the Panthers roster, who do we not only want to see on the roster in 2024, but really 2025. Because if you want someone on your team in 2025 – That means that person is someone that you value as a core member of your team. And the list was pretty short. Now we did factor in contracts into these, for example, Amari Barno in 2025 is going to be in the fourth year of his rookie contract. He's cheap six round pick good on special teams. Wouldn't surprise me if he's still on the roster. Yep, Jonathan Mingo is going to be in the third year of his rookie contract. He's cheap. He's probably going to be on the roster, um, I would, would not be surprised if Adam Thielen is still on the team because of that veteran leadership that he brings and the yeah. veteran guy in the offensive locker room uh, or just locker room as a whole. And he's going to be in the final year of the contract that he signed this offseason. What a surprise that he's back. Ikki is going to be in the fourth year of his rookie contract. Now, there's a debate. Should they move him inside to guard? I, there's still questions for him at tackle, but yeah. he'll still be on the roster in some way, shape, or form in two years. Maybe Chuba Hubbard as like part of a one-two combination. I still think there's an upgrade available there at running back, but Chuba Hubbard's a fourth-round pick. You can find a guy like him in the fourth round in the draft, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's there. I mean, obviously Bryce Young, because he's going to be in the third year of his rookie deal. You're looking at Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Frankie Louvu that we talked about. Maybe J.C. Horn, if he's healthy and can prove it. But otherwise, maybe Shaq Thompson. Again, factoring in contract status when it comes to this. His contract extension is up. He did restructure it this past offseason. He's also getting up there in age. The team might be looking to move on from him. There also might be a team that might need that veteran inside linebacker for one year that might look to go after a guy like Shaq Thompson. Outside of that, that's the only people I actually really see back. And unfortunately, Jeremy Chin, because Igero Averro doesn't really use him a whole lot defensively. Um, which is a shame in and of itself, it's, but I, it, yeah, it is. I, I, he's he's not going to be back because there's no incentive for him to actually come back because sure. uh, he can actually play yeah. more than just 11, 12 snaps a game, but maybe Von Bell.
0: I was going to mention him, uh, Johnny Hecker, uh, Yeah, maybe. Hecker,
1: punter, JJ yeah. Jansen, if he still wants to play, you're why right. not? Yeah. But I mean, you're otherwise right. you're looking at maybe 10 guys that are currently on this roster that I expect yeah. to be on this team in two years, which is, not sunny. good.
0: No. Not good right now. Not good. Um, players to walk. We'll just focus on guys that have either were free agents that they just brought in or guys who are um who've very just haven't played well in the last few years. We'll just kind of just to, to simplify it. Um, you know, some guys that come to mind for me, Deshaun Williams, Shy Tuttle, you mentioned Jeremy Chin. Um, DJ Chark is another one where it's he shows up in the fourth quarter, it it seems like in, in games and then he disappears <laughs> for other games.
1: Yeah. It's he's, he's too inconsistent. You're talking about someone who's also been hurt much yes. of his career as well. Yeah. And he really didn't produce a whole lot other than outside of a few moments the season. he didn't really do much. I mean, gosh, just go back to the game against Jacksonville. He has a deep post route. Bryce Young drops a perfect pass in there. He drops it. He drops another it, yeah. pass down the sideline. He drops it. Another back shoulder throw. He didn't really fight for. It doesn't come up with it. I'm like, it's, like all right man like you've you've had your chances to make some plays now he's made some great ones but they've been few and far between so i don't see him coming back i mean they paid him five million dollars this year i don't see him coming back and deshaun Williams, shy tuttle those are rotational guys on a defensive line they're not starters in my opinion they're not
0: um yeah i mean other than that i mean do do, do you bring back eddie pinera i know they signed him um you know a lot of people think you know he had a somewhat of a big leg but it's not the biggest and he's been very inc- inconsistent on the extra points this year we've seen the seen those happen few and far between and uh, I, mean,
1: him. I that's the thing is that sure why not <laughs> you know that's okay. the thing I, yeah. I think it's honestly positions like that are of right now are of, of less consequence other than the actual core of your team
0: yeah um yeah so there's a lot of guys, like you said, so pretty much that rules out pretty much everyone else is kind of you don't really see, you know, they it could come back if they do great if they don't, whatever, because mm-hmm. like you said, it's not a competitive roster right now. Um, I think Mike Kay of the Charlotte Observer likes to say, you know, this team's very top heavy, but there's not a lot of depth on this. Oh, team. yeah, that's been our the Panthers' biggest problem. Um, heck, we, we'll get it. We'll get into this. Um, all five offensive linemen are under contract for the next two seasons. Now, some people would say, well, that's a bad thing. (laughs) Some people would say, you know, we need to upgrade, you know. So it's like, we'll get into that, though. Um, So let's keep going. Um, Let's talk head coaching candidates. We'll come back to the roster. Um, Egera Ivera, our defensive coordinator, he is uh, obviously going to get a lot of candidate interviews for head Mm -hmm. coaching jobs. He's going to probably get one with us. Um, Some of the candidates that speak out to me, um, obviously we have Ben Johnson for the Lions, Frank Smith, offensive coordinator for the Dolphins, I think is someone who is not uh, talked about enough, and I think he's a dark horse to come to Carolina if if Ben Johnson says no. That's my personal opinion. Um, Bobby Slowick from the Texans, and then Dan Quinn from the C, uh, formerly of the Seahawks, with Dan Morgan over there as well. He has connections to Dan Quinn. I don't think that's going to happen, but just something that I thought of because of their connection in Seattle. So, um, who do you want to see as coach of the Panthers next year? First off, and then second off, who do you think will be the head coach of the Panthers next year?
1: Uh, who do I think? Uh, I think that's a, I don't know. I who wants the job? That's the question. Like who's who actually really does want the job? Um, I mean, obviously, I think the ideal candidate that Tepper even wanted last year uh, is Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson turned everyone down. Yeah. The offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. It, Tepper was high on him, and they really looked hard into bringing him in, but again. He said no to everybody because yeah. hence why he's still the offensive coordinator uh with the uh with the Detroit Lions. Um I think that's the one, but there's the reports. I know Josina Anderson of CBS Sports and some other outlets are kind of confirmed that if, if Carolina wants them, it's gonna cost them $50 million, $15 million a year. It's a hefty price tag for a head coach, especially for somebody who's never been a head coach before. But here's the thing: if you got to deal with David Tepper, I'm gonna get every damn dime I can out of you. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. I'm going to get every dime I can out of you. You don't want to talk about actually dark horse coaching candidates. I've, I've seen this name floated around a little bit. The assistant head coach. Um, He's also coaches like on the defense, the defensive line, Anthony Weaver, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, That name has actually been floating around quite a bit because kind of the similar mold of what Dan Campbell was before he became the head coach of the Detroit lions. Never was a coordinator, but talk about someone who is respected by his team again he has that associate head coach title uh, with the with the Baltimore Ravens you want to talk about bringing someone in from a winning franchise
0: sure. and yep.
1: playing under you know coaching under hardball that might be a name that gets folded around out there but you're probably not going to get your top choice candidate because you're looking at obviously the Raiders need a head coach the Chargers need a head coach the Panthers need a head coach i fully anticipate that they're because Washington commanders are going to get rid of Ron Rivera yep. after this season. And there's going to be probably about three or four others. You're looking at seven. Let's just say conservatively seven. I'm going to say seven. Coaching opportunities, yep. seven Carolina, is seven on that list. If it becomes eight, Carolina's eight on that list. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. That's just what, that's just what you're looking at. The chargers are more attractive because you got Justin Herbert there and they got some pretty good weapons, even though their salary cap situation is not going to be great moving forward. Maybe Vegas potentially. I mean, I don't know the real attractive one. I mean, Chicago might become available. That would be the most attractive. Uh, but another one that's super attractive, way more attractive than Carolina is Washington. If they get rid of, of Ron Rivera, simple as that. Now they might go the Eric enemy route and yep. just, just promote from within, but Washington's more attractive by far because guess what you're staring at a top three pick right now. So you're looking at, you know, get one of the top quarterbacks. If you want them like Drake yeah. Mays, probably, probably going to be sitting right there. Heck you might even get the number two pick depending on what happens this weekend and you get Williams or Drake May. And then you also still have Chicago's first round pick, which is going to be pretty high. You have your own and you have also another third round pick coming in from San Francisco, which is a compensatory pick, but still, You get five picks in the first three rounds of this year's draft. I'm a head coach. I was like, wait a second. I don't got to deal with Dan Snyder as that head coach anymore. Yeah. I'm going to have a a rookie quarterback that's probably going to be a stud if if you, if that, where that draft position ends. Like, and then I got two, I got four other second and third round picks total. Like, why wouldn't I want to build my team around that? I got a pretty good wide receiver in Terry McLaurin. I got Jahan Dotson, another first round pick at wide receiver. Like, why wouldn't I actually want to
0: go to Washington? Yeah, and we didn't. I mean, even that's. Talk about- I'm saying
1: that position is actually way more attractive. That might be the second most attractive outside of the Chargers.
0: Yeah, we didn't even talk about New England and the whole Belichick. Oh yeah. but you know, there's that too. Um, yeah. GM Scott Federer, he may or may not be coming back. We don't know at this point. My guess is no um really the panthers have two options if they fire him to promote from within which we've seen other teams do in the past um you mentioned um you know dan morgan adrian wilson samir (laughs) Suleiman, those are the in-house candidates i would think um if you go outside um names like adam peters from uh, san francisco you've got um a lot of other names out there but he seems to be the one that's really floated about every year seems for a lot of teams um if we if somehow the Panthers were to land Ben Johnson. Um, Ray Agnew, the assistant GM for yep, the Lions, Salem mm-hmm. native um, North Carolina, like uh Ben Johnson. So that could be a pairing as well. So what do you see from the GM side of things uh really quickly? Um, and we'll move on to some more predictions.
1: I if Fitter, I think, is is just gone. Um, yeah. because just simply looking at the Bryce Young trade and just what's become of that, it's like, wait a second, you've essentially traded the 2024 first round pick for the 2023 first round pick but you also gave up DJ Moore DJ Moore you also gave up a second round pick which ended up being like Brandon Strange cuz that pick got traded uh I think to Jacksonville actually you gave up a 2025 second round pick like you said DJ Moore and the ninth pick which ended up being
0: Jay, Jay Mike, Jay Carter
1: so like that's what you like just that in and of itself it's like well, wait a second you didn't trade for this year's number one pick just to have next year's number one, like to be that bad, like to be the worst team in the NFL. Like that mm-hmm. in and of itself, it's like, yeah, that's what you gave up. And here's the thing. If Chicago decides they want to keep Justin Fields, they can trade that pick and goodness, they can get a haul even bigger than what they got for Bryce young for the number one pick in 2023. Cause a lot of people want Caleb Williams because a lot of people look and say objectively that Caleb Williams, and Drake may are better than Bryce young. Like you moved to get a quarterback that's lesser than the top two quarterbacks in the upcoming draft. Like that's what you gave up to me. That whole front office should be gone. Like Dan Morgan, all those guys, you clean the entire house scouting department. You start a new. And I think if you do go Ben Johnson, you bring in Ray Agnew, like, because here's, here's the thing. Detroit is your model right now.
0: They've nailed their pick. Detroit second, is your third. Detroit
1: is. Yeah. Detroit's your model right now because they went and got the quarterback because they they traded Matt Stafford and obviously they they got in they Jared Goff which okay Jared Goff's okay he's fine but the way they're able to move about the draft and build that roster over the last three years and slowly developed and built that team and the culture over three years now you see them not, you know, going to the playoffs this upcoming year that is your model. And why, if if that's your model, then bring someone from the front office that has North Carolina ties. Bring in the person that's going to be the head coach that has North Carolina ties as well. So to me, if you're going to bring in Ben Johnson, you bring in in Ray Agnew as well. And let him actually run the scouting department. Let him actually run the front office and everything. And find – here's another key person you need to find as well. You need to find a director of football operations.
0: That's my next question. That's, so that's my that next point. Here. Let's director, get into it now. You need yeah. a
1: director of football operations that's in charge of the football, not David Tepper. Correct. Someone needs to actually tell David Tepper no. And David Tepper actually has to be willing to listen.
0: Yep. And then so this is my last topic before we get into some predictions and we'll get you out of here. Mm-hmm. Um Cam Newton. I don't know if you've heard. He is Oh yeah, i oh yeah, I've seen he, it. Yep team president of football operations. He has come out now for the third time. And he has now said he has not directly talked to David Tepper, but he has mentioned kind of in his circle, like, Hey, Tepper, reach out to me. I'm ready. Um, You know? So what are your thoughts on that? I know you probably heard about that, but what are you?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I've talked about it plenty. I'm like, if, if he's going to be that, that middle guy that says, Hey, you need to stay out of this. Like you need to stay out of this then Yeah. Basically he needs to be the guy that like checks Tepper in terms of the football stuff. Like, Hey, in terms of the hiring the GM, you need to be involved in that. But in terms of hiring a head coach, you should certainly be involved in that in some way, shape or form, but you don't meddle in draft picks. You don't sit there and try and funnel plays to the head coach or any of that kind of stuff. All that, the reports that we've seen, you don't need to do all that. Like you need to stay out of this stuff. Like someone that checks him, that's what you need. And also just having Cam Newton part of your franchise again, yeah. Would get fan. Would get fans excited. It's Like, oh, okay. I got Cam Newton holding this guy in check. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Yep. I would hundred percent be okay with that. It's right. literally just as like the guy that just says, "Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, David, 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 just, just don't go in that hey, room, David, man. Come, come, yeah. come, hang out here with me. Just yeah. come hang out here with me. Like, we'll talk. Let them do their thing. Yeah. That's what he needs. He needs yep. someone just to check him.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, so we got into uh, obviously it's talked about ad nauseum at now uh, the Tepper gate, uh, if you will, uh, Tepper tantrum. However, people have talked about the whole video that's circling oh, the yes. rounds, the three hundred thousand dollar fine, less than one percent of his wealth, uh, not really hitting him very much at all. <laughs> yeah. um, so, do the Panthers have a David Tepper problem? Oh yes, oh. Okay. Yes, I, 100%. I, yeah, I I didn't want to, you know, bury the lead, but... <laughs> no, no, it's just, it,
1: it's 100% of a David Tepper problem because that guy showed his true colors. Like, this franchise is worse from when he took over it back in 2018. Like, the franchise has gotten worse. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, bef- before Tepper bought the team, this was let's be honest it was a team that had never had back-to-back winning seasons I know they went to three straight and they won three straight divisional championships and one of those was a, a seven team. eight and one record uh-huh. so that that's the thing like it was a middle of the line franchise in terms of success on the field and you made it worse yeah like this this team is now worse because of you and I I'll bring this up again after the whole mess in Jacksonville this past Sunday who wants to work for you? Like, who, who honestly wants to work for you when it's like, wait, that would be my boss? The guy who throws drinks on fans? I was like, if – and here's the thing. You look at Scott Fitterer's reaction, or lack thereof, told you everything. It's like, not surprised that he did that, which means, like, what's this guy like behind closed doors? Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest. The dude's a jerk. Like, I don't want to work for that guy. There's a reason why reportedly Ben Johnson wants $15 million a year so, because you're going to have to pay me to deal with your bull crap. like So, yeah, yeah, David Tepper is a problem. And the fan base, I don't blame them for what check out. I don't blame them one bit because that guy's the, the face of your franchise right now is David Tepper, and yeah. he's an embarrassment. He's an yeah. embarrassment to the NFL. He's an embarrassment to the city of Charlotte. He's an embarrassment to the franchise. Because right now, what do you as a Panthers fan have your hanger hat on? Like, other, other than past memories of 2015, like, that's it.
0: Yeah. Like, there's nothing about this current team. that a lot of, you know, some people. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah,
1: but, but there's nothing about this current team where you're like, no. I'm proud to be a Panther fan Yeah. of this team right now. There's nothing that says, I mean, I'm proud of this, man. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing about this team where, like, yo, you talk with your buddies. It's like, yo, man, my Panthers, my Panthers, you see what they're doing? Hey, they got the guy. You just wait. Wait till next year. Yeah, wait till yeah. next year. Yeah. We're coming. You just wait. We get it. We get that receiver. We get that protection. You just wait. We're coming. You don't have that. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, um, as I said at the top, my guest today has been Dennis Cox. Uh, he is at Fan Rookie on Twitter. Um, co-host of Panthers Playbook podcast and uh, producer and host at ninety nine point nine The Fan. Uh, Dennis, let's finish with some predictions. Just rapid fire real quick. uh, One or two word answers. What best comes to your mind? Um, Biggest need for the Panthers in the draft? Everything. If you had to say a position, what would you say? Number one position?
1: Offensive line. Okay.
0: That's very good. I I, would actually say the
1: the, the need would actually is more picks. Yeah. Offensive line.
0: Okay. Yep. Receiver was going to be mine. Offensive line second. Um,
1: Is there a strong position? Protect Bryce first. Yes. That's the thing. It doesn't matter how good your receivers are if you can't protect them.
0: Sure. Um, strongest position on this roster right now?
1: <laughs>
0: defensive front. I think,
1: honestly, defensive front because you do have a premium edge rusher in Brian Burns, and you have, obviously, we talked about Derek Brown earlier. I would say that's probably your best group right now.
0: Uh one guy we did not talk about earlier that I thought has thrived in this system. Uh, side conversation, but uh, Yitor Gross Matos, I thought has done really well this year. I think he's done
1: fine. I think he's I think he's adapted pretty well to being an outside linebacker.
0: Yeah, um, 33 is our first draft pick, first pick of the second round. Um, who is a player you'd like to see there? Um, I know we we can go deeper into the draft, you know, maybe on another episode. But um, who do you want to see at 33?
1: Uh who's the best available offensive lineman? Simple as that. Whoever the best available offensive lineman is. And if you feel like you can get that guy at like 37, 38, and there's a team that wants to move up to 33, then you make that move to get in a couple extra picks. But whomever that best offensive lineman is, I don't care if it's a guard, tackle, or center, you take them.
0: Who will be the head coach for the Panthers next year?
1: I don't think it's going to be Ben Johnson. I don't know. I think it's gonna be. Gosh, Even probably be like, watch watch,
0: watch probably be like Bill Belichick. Oh gosh, uh, GM. Who, who do you think we got hire there?
1: <laughs> if it's Bill Belichick, it's Bill Belichick. <laughs> He's yeah. like coach. Yeah, that's it. I, I, it's. I, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know who will want this job.
0: Right. Really? I we'll really don't. TBD. Then we'll TB that one. Okay. Yeah. Um. Most bold twenty twenty four season prediction for next year. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, most bold prediction. New head coach, new offensive system. Team around Bryce still isn't really good. Bryce gets benched.
0: That is bold. That's very bold. I like it, though. Um, just having a bold take. I don't want Bryce to get benched, but I do like the bold take. Um,
1: well, here's the thing. If Bryce is benched, that means the team's bad. Yeah. That's the last thing that you want. I don't want Bryce benched. That's the I point. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if Bryce is successful, the Panthers are successful.
0: Uh, lastly, um, realistically speaking, how many years is this going to take for the Panthers to be competitive again? Minimum one year, two, three, minimum three,
1: minimum three. You got to completely overhaul this roster. Again, like we talked about guys for 2025, we listed off maybe like like eight, nine, 10. There's about 45 guys on this team that you got to overturn for the next two years. Yep. Over at least three ain't gonna happen overnight. It's a minimum three. And if Bryce is a bust five,
0: Okay. Well, that's a good place to end it there. Um, As I said at the top, my guest today has been Dennis Cox. He is the Panthers Playbook podcast host alongside Chris Lee. And Dennis, all good here. And thanks for coming here on Inside the Vault. Good to chat with you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And that will wrap up this edition of Inside the Vault, episode number 22. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Again, I'm your host, Ryan Smith. We'll see you next time.